Good morning, everybody. Cathedral of Faith, it is time to worship the Lord. Come on, let's stand to our feet. How many are grateful to be in the house of the Lord today? Oh, come on, a little bit louder. Hey, make hey. Let's listen to the word of God. Don't take my word for it. The Bible says, make a joyful noise to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies cower before you. All the earth bows down before you. They sing praise to you. They sing praise to your name. And then it says this in verse five. It says, come and see the works of God. How awesome are his deeds toward mankind. For he turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the waters on foot. And there we rejoiced in him. He rules forever by his powers and his eyes watch the nations. And then it says, it gives us a commandment. It says to bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard. He preserves our lives and keeps our fit from, from slipping. It says, for you, O God, deserve the glory. I will enter your house with thanksgiving and praise. It says, come and see the works of the Lord, Cathedral of Faith. And that's what I want us to just think about before we start anything else today, is that we're not just coming here to hear great music or to see some production or see a great video or hear a great word. Although you are gonna get all those things, what we've come to do is to meet with God. We've come to meet with God. And I, that's our prayer for each and every one of us that we frame this with an expectancy in our heart that we've come to have this encounter with God. And I believe that he can heal. I believe that he can save. I believe that he can deliver. I can believe he can redeem. I believe that he can set free. Come on, Cathedral of Faith. How many would have something in their life that they would like to see God do something? Well, I encourage you to come and see the works of the Lord and to know what he is capable of doing in your life. Those who are watching online, it is time to worship the Lord. And it says to come and oh bless the name of God. So Cathedral of Faith, on the count of three, I want you to lift up your voice. Come on, I want you to make a joyful noise. Come on, one, two, three. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's see God do something amazing today. Let's come and see God do something amazing. Hallelujah. Come on, let's continue to make a joyful noise in this house. Here we go. Joy awaits my praise. 
Father God, we thank you for the presence of your spirit and the potential that lies in this moment together. We call upon your name. We call upon your name. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name, all of God's people said, amen and amen. Let's worship the Lord. Healing is
sing, I reach my hands. So I reach my hands to the heavens. Lift my eyes where my help comes from. Look to Say sickness can't stay. Come on. Say sickness can't stay. Yeah, come on. With authority, we say. Perfect love is casting out. Because you are the God, say. that this is a moment 
where you are going to heal, you are going to set free, you are going to deliver, you are going to restore and redeem the things that only you are capable of doing, God. We believe that they are in the room. We believe it, we call upon it, and we give thanks for it in the name of Jesus. All of God's people shouted. Cathedral of faith, come on, if you're grateful. How about a grateful shout of praise unto our God? Oh, come on, Cathedral of Faith. I think there's more here in the tank. I think we need to wake ourselves up. Come on, a shout of thanksgiving, a shout of victory, a shout of freedom. faith is a place where everyone is welcome nobody's perfect the love is lived out and anything is do you really believe that phrase do you really believe that all things are possible I believe God wants us to get into a position that we trust our daddy to do anything and everything that he says come on somebody take him at his word somebody take him at his word do it God 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 do it, God. Do it. Do it. Do it. Hallelujah. 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 Woo. Jesus. We love you, Lord. Somebody agree with me. Somebody agree with me. I believe Dr. Wayne has got an amazing word, and I believe he's going to deliver it with power and clarity and we're so excited that you're here together. Before you're seated, look at someone, just point to them and just say, come and see the works of the Lord. Come and see the works of the Lord. Hallelujah, you may be seated. What's up, Cathedral? Thank you for joining us today. Let's check out all of our announcements that you need to know for the upcoming weeks. We're so glad you're here. If you're new, we'd love to get to know you. You can scan the QR code or text the number on the screen, or you could also visit one of our frontline volunteers after service. First, we wanna say thank you to everyone who joined us for Broadway night. If you weren't able to attend, don't worry. We have another summer concert series Music Under the Stars coming up August 6th at 7 p.m. featuring the Prince of Poppers and Jessica Johnson. If you don't want to miss out, we'd love to see you there. Next up, junior high and high school meets every Sunday at 10 a.m. in the Horton Youth Center for breakfast activities followed by an 11 a.m. service. So if you have a junior high or high schooler, make sure they come and check it out. It's a lot of fun. And lastly, next week we start our new summer series, Cathedral at the Movies. We have a really fun weekend ahead, so you don't want to miss it. We're kicking off the series with a very special weekend. The producer of the faith-based film, Freshman Year, will be joined by actor and former NFL player and Super Bowl champion, Vernon Davis, to talk with us about faith and film. This is a great weekend to invite friends, family, and coworkers, so make sure they come and check it out. All right, Cathedral, that's it for today. For all the latest and greatest, make sure to stay up to date with our social media channels, and we'll catch you next weekend. Bye!
Well, thank you, Alyssa. Good morning, Cathedral of Faith. Isn't it a beautiful day to be in the house of the Lord? Jesus said, if two or three are gathered in my name, I'm going to show up. And how many knows when Jesus shows up, good things happen. Amen? And we're believing that there's healing in this place today for you. A lot of exciting things are happening. As they mentioned, just last night right here in our amphitheater, it was so awesome to have back with us Teron Brooks. I mean, he just like had Motown, all the Broadway hits. We had taco trucks ice cream. It was a great, this place was packed out. Thanks for everyone for showing up. This is not only a great chance to build community here at Cathedral, why we have these events, but it's a great time for you to introduce your friends and family members that would never go to church, but would love to come and enjoy some great music. So thank you. It's always great to have Teron back with us here at his California home. Then also in our children's ministry, Wednesday night, they celebrated the graduation and promotion of all the fifth graders there, getting ready to go up to our youth group. As a matter of fact, our youth group is meeting again on Sundays right now at 11 o'clock, so we're glad to see them back in action. Well, one of the things I love to do here at Cathedral is just brag about what God is doing through his people, how you're loving, hurting people. And through our reaching out ministry through the first six months of the year, we've been able to serve 48,000 families and distribute over $11 million worth of food. Way to go, Cathedral of Faith. And, you know, you always get, like, spam in your email, but I got a great email. It was just unexpected just this past week, and it was from the National Association of Theater Owners in California and Nevada, and they just wanted to let me know that they were sending our Reaching Out program $5,000 for the great work that we are doing. So you never, God shows up in unusual ways, amen? And he continues to expand what we're doing with community organizations. One of our community organizations we work with is the Vietnamese Association of Real Estate Professionals. And I just got done meeting with them this past week and we're uh, targeting a date in December to have a big uh, outreach where we're gonna put together over 100,000 meals to send a needy family overseas. So stay tuned for details. Well, Cathedral Faith, thank you for all the ways that you give and help us be a blessing, not only here in our community, but around the world. We could not do it without you. There's easy ways to give. You can give, of course, online through the Cathedral app or at the end of service on your ushers on your way out. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for all the ways that you give. And let's continue to believe that God's gonna do abundantly above what we can ask or imagine, amen? Well, it's great to have Teron Brooks back home. He's coming to minister to you as well as the worship team. Give him a great big cathedral welcome. Good morning. Somebody this morning is looking for a way, looking for a road, a way through. God wants to remind us that he is the way that you might be looking for. You are here, moving in amidst. I worship you, I worship you. You are here, working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You are way maker, 
miracle work, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are rainmaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. You are here, you're turning lives around. I worship you, I do, I worship you. You are here, oh, you're healing every heart. I worship you, I worship you. Oh, you are waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. You together. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, that's who he is. Amen? The scripture clearly tells us, with him, all things are possible. God can do all things. There is nothing that he can't do. He makes a way, he performs miracles, and it's not just about years gone by. It's about right now. In fact, there's a passage of scripture in Psalm 103 where they're declaring praises to the Lord. And here's what it says. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not, you can do better than that, forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals. Wait, 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 what diseases? All diseases, that's what he says. There is nothing too hard for him to make a way or to do a miracle. This lines up perfectly with hundreds of other scriptures. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 53, here's what he says to the prophet Isaiah. He said, surely, 
He, speaking of Jesus, took up our pain and bore our suffering. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are, we are, we are healed. Jesus heals. Say that with me. Jesus heals. And Lord, I pray that this very day in this house, around this campus, in every location where somebody's watching this, you would do your healing work. We believe there's nothing too hard for you. You are the miracle worker, the way maker. You keep your promises and a hundred plus verses promise that you are the God who brings healing. So we hold on to those, we declare those, we believe those, we receive those this day. Let healing be imparted. There are some people here today who have been dealing with sickness for a while, and this is the moment. There are some who just found out this week that there's something going on in their body. You're going to bring healing today. So open up our hearts to believe and to receive. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's give him thanks and praise. Hallelujah. As you're being seated, turn to someone and say, Jesus heals. Well, you know, here at Cathedral of Faith, we have a declaration that we make many times. Pastor Ken will say, God is good, and we say, and then he says all the time, and you say, that's a powerful statement that all the time God is good. But this weekend, we're going to do a different statement. We're going to do a call and response that I want you to help me out with. And here's what it's going to be. When I say Jesus heals, I want you to say, I believe. And then I'll say, I believe. And you say, Jesus heals. You think you can do that? Here we go. Jesus heals. I and I believe. Jesus heals. Amen. That sounds great. And I hope that each time we say that, faith will rise within you. Amen? Because that's what he wants to do this weekend. Now, the first verse I want to lead you to comes from Exodus chapter 15. The children of Israel have just been in bondage. They've been in Egypt. They come through the Red Sea, and they're like, God, who are you? And here's what it says. Exodus 15, 26, he says, I, the Lord, am your healer. Now, have you ever met somebody for the first time and say, oh, hey, Mrs. So-and-so? And they're like, oh, no, just call me whatever. Oh, hey, mister, oh, no, just call me. Well, that's sort of what this verse is. Hey, almighty God, creator of the universe, sustainer of all things, who just brought us through the Red Sea. He's like, oh, just call me healer. That's who he is. He is our healer. That's how he wants us to know him. In fact, in the original, it says Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. That's how he wants us to know him all the time, but especially today as we believe for him showing up as the healer to work in us. Let's go to Psalm 107. It's a psalm that says, give thanks to the Lord for he's good. And then it comes to this long list of things that he's done for the people of God. And it says, God sent his word and, and he healed them. That's who he is. Jesus heals. And I believe, I hope belief rises up today in what God says and who he is. 
Another promise he places in Scripture, Deuteronomy chapter 7, we read these words. It says, and the Lord, it doesn't say might, could, possibly. It says the Lord will remove from you. Wait, wait. What sickness? All sickness. Yes, he can heal headaches, but not just headaches. He can heal cancer, but not just cancer. He can heal blood diseases, but not just blood. He can heal all diseases. It's in his power. In fact, another amazing promise from Jeremiah chapter 30 says this. I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. That's a promise about physical healing. It's a promise about emotional healing, relational healing, spiritual healing, financial healing. Whatever place you have a need for healing, wherever your wounds might be, he says, I am your healer. Jesus heals. And I believe. Now, it all sort of culminates when Jesus comes to earth and demonstrates what the kingdom of God looks like. And we read in Matthew chapter 8 these words. It says, Jesus healed all who were ill in order that what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled, saying he himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. That's who he is. That's what he came to do. That's the history we have of Jesus walking the earth, that Jesus heals and I believe, now we're going to take a moment to read some of these testimonies. The first testimony is the centurion's paralyzed servant. In the city of Capernaum, we read this story in Matthew chapter 8, and here's what it says. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. Jesus said to him, I will go and heal him. The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes, and I say to this servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth. I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go. It will be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed from that very hour. Hallelujah. In that city of Capernaum, God did a supernatural healing. Now I want to take you to another testimony of the 10 lepers in Jerusalem. And these 10 lepers in Jerusalem, they have an amazing story for us as well that we find in Luke chapter 17, verses 11 to 19. And here's what it says. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance. And they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. 
Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. Now let me explain a little bit to you about leprosy. It was a contagious disease, and in those days when you were diagnosed with leprosy, because it was contagious, you couldn't live in the city. You had to go out in the outskirts and stay. Unless somehow you were healed, then you had to go to a priest, and they would examine you and say, okay, you're good to come back in the city. Now here's an interesting thing. If you had leprosy in those days, and you were out and about, and you saw another person, here's what you had to do. You had to yell, unclean, unclean, so that you would know I'm contagious. Now, you thought wearing a mask was hard. Can you imagine the minute you got exposed or contracted COVID, you had to walk around, unclean, unclean. I don't know if any of us would ever gone to the grocery store then. But here's what happened is the only way you could get back into the city was to show up and let the priest clear you. And here's what happens. 10 lepers, 10 people who spend every day of their life yelling, unclean, unclean, finally could go to the priest and they could say, healed, healed. Jesus heals and I believe. Now let's go to another passage in scripture in Matthew chapter eight. This is where Peter's mother-in-law had a fever. And in Capernaum, Jesus comes by to visit And this tells what happens in Matthew chapter 8, verse 14. When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand, and immediately the fever left her. And she got up and began to wait on him. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with the word and healed all the sick. Do you hear that? There's nothing too small. A fever, a headache, there's nothing too large. Leprosy, paralysis. Jesus heals. And I believe. There's one more passage I want to take you to in John chapter 5. It's another story of the ministry of Jesus. It happens when there's an invalid who'd been an invalid for 38 years in the city of Jerusalem. And here's what it says in chapter 5 of John. Sometime later, Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast of the Jews. Now there was in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie every day, the blind, the lame, and the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a very long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me in the pool when the water stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else always goes down ahead of me. And then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And at once, immediately, the man was cured. He picked up his mat and he walked. 38 years an invalid, 38 years. Now, I don't know whether you received a diagnosis this week or you've been carrying something in your body for decades. It's never too late. Jesus heals. I believe. 
Now you might be saying, Pastor Wayne, why are you telling us John 5, Matthew 8? Why are you telling us Capernaum? Why are you telling us Jerusalem? Here's why. You know, there are some stories that start like this. Once upon a time. But I have news for you. I don't want to burst your bubble, but Snow White never really lived. Cinderella isn't a real person. Peter Pan never existed. As much as I'd like to be that life. Those are all wonderful stories with great lessons and great morals, but they never happened. They're made up. Or maybe you've heard a story that starts like this. Long, long ago in a galaxy far, far away. You know, I hate to burst your bubble, but Luke Walker not only didn't walk this, Luke Skywalker didn't walk this planet, he's never walked any planet. He doesn't exist. Those are great stories. They're entertaining stories. They're stories that have a moral and a message, but they're not the same as this. In Capernaum, Jesus touched Peter's mother-in-law and she was healed. That really happened. Jesus walked into Jerusalem and there at the pool of Bethesda, he said to the man, get up. And he did. It really happened. That's why I'm telling you these stories. Because they're real stories of real people that really happened and can really happen in us. Now I also want to give you another note. In September, Pastor Kurt and I are going to be taking a group of cathedral family members to Holy Land. Alice is going. <laughs> we would love to have you join us. You could actually walk where Jesus walked. You could walk, you actually, the house where Peter's mother was healed, we stand right there next to it. We will, well, we won't walk on the water, but we, who knows? We'll be out in the middle of the Sea of Galilee where Jesus walked on water at least. And if you'd like to join us, I encourage you after service. There's information at the hospitality booth in the amphitheater and also the center wall in the foyer. We'd love to have you go with us. We've got about five or six more spaces. This is the last week to sign up. This might be your moment to walk where Jesus walked. But back to the whole point. This is a real place. Capernaum really exists. Bethlehem really exists. Jerusalem really exists. These things really happen. And we look at these testimonies so that we can believe for what Jesus has. Jesus heals. And I believe. But there's more. That's our first point. But here's our second point. It's not just enough to believe. He also calls us to receive. And now we're going to do a slightly different comment. Jesus heals. I receive, that's what we want to now. Not just to know this information, but to experience it in your life. And here's why. This wasn't just something about the life and ministry of Jesus. Here's what Jesus says in Luke chapter nine. He says this, Jesus gave them, meaning those who follow him, which includes Peter, James, and John, which includes us, Jesus gave them power and authority to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to do what? He sent them to heal the sick. That's what he calls us to do. That's what he wants for us. Jesus heals and I receive. Here's why. In John chapter 20, this is the words of Jesus before he ascends to heaven. He says, as the Father has sent me, so send I you. 
I send you, Peter. I send you, John. I send you, Mary. I send you, Trudy. I send you. He sends us. And what does he send us with a command to do? Matthew 8, 10 says it very clearly. Heal the sick. Say that with me. Heal the sick. One more time. Heal the sick. That's what he says. The Father sent me. I sent you. This is what I want you to do. And here's why. Mark 11, he once again says, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you've received it, and it it will be yours. He calls us to let faith rise up. We hear these stories so we believe, but we also hear these stories so that we'll receive. Jesus heals, and I receive. Here's the promise Jesus gave. His last speech, when he's meeting with the disciples, when he's commissioning them, and it's really all of our commission, in Mark 16 it says, and these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. That's his promise to us. He also goes on in John 14 to give this promise. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing and you will do even greater things than these. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. That's his promise to us. It's great to know all these. It's great to read these stories. There's like 20-some healings in the Gospels. There's uh, over 150 verses in the Bible in healing. And it's great to know them and have them in my head and to be able to recite them and to be able to read them and to believe them. But Jesus heals and I receive. Now, let me share some testimonies with you. Not just that happened thousands of years ago, but testimonies that Jesus heals today. It's not just the past, but Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the same Jesus who healed Peter's mother-in-law and the 38 years of being an invalid, he still heals today. Let me tell you the first story. There was a young couple who had a boy who needed a blood transfusion. He got that blood transfusion, but then he found out that the blood had HIV in it, and the boy had HIV. Pastor Kinney laid hands on him. He was healed. Never had HIV or problems again. There was another couple, and the doctor said, I'm sorry, but it's absolutely impossible for you to ever have children. It's not going to happen. Pastor Ken laid hands on that couple, And now they're the proud parents of a healthy, strong child. God answers prayer. Jesus heals. I receive. This past week, I've received so many testimonies from people. A young man in our church, Lewis, who when he was five years of age, the roof of his house crashed down on him. He was in a coma. His heart, heart stopped working. He was struggling. The doctor said, hey, say your last goodbyes. 21 days in a coma, but those same doctors later shed tears when he walked out of there healthy, whole, and healed. God still heals today. 30, almost 30 years ago, Tweety had a tumor on her brain, a pituitary gland. Her eyesight, headaches, things were happening in her. God healed Tweety, didn't he? He healed you. And made you whole. 
When I was six years of age, I had some severe joint problems. I couldn't walk, I crawled, even that was painful. They took me to the doctors and they said, you have rheumatic fever. The doctor said to my mom and dad, he'll never walk again and he probably won't live through this. Who says I'll never walk again? That was 63, 62 years. No, I don't want to get too old. 62 years ago. I've run lots of marathons since then. Why? Jesus heals and I receive. In fact, I'm going to ask you, if you've ever been healed of anything, I just want to invite you to stand with me. Go ahead and stand up if you've ever been healed. Look at all these testimonies. Look at these testimonies. Hallelujah. So I'm going I'm to ask you, you have to be pretty loud because I won't get it. But just randomly, some of you call out what Jesus healed you of. Addiction. Addiction. I, there's so many things coming, I can't even say them all. Cancer. Broken ankle. So many, look at these testimonies around you. Let's give God thanks and praise for his healing process. Amen. You may be seated. I want to share with you a fresh testimony. A friend of mine that went to Bible college with me, this just happened this week. Okay? This past week, this is what happened. Here's what it says. I want to share with you a fresh testimony from this past week from a friend of mine who went to Bible college with me. A couple weeks ago, a routine CAT scan showed a small nodule on my wife's lung. This year it had almost grown double and our oncologist ordered a PET scan that showed the nodule and several nearby lymph nodes had all the signs of being cancerous. A board of 10 physicians known as the tumor board at our local medical center were assembled to determine the best way to approach the situation and they were unanimous in deciding that surgery was necessary. We were guided to a thoracic surgeon and a pulmonologist in preparation for surgery. We're not young, and my wife has gone through many surgical procedures in the past, and this surgery, which would be robotic-assisted, was discussed with us along with the possibility of chemotherapy and radiation after surgery. So a date was set. We started praying. We prayed for a miracle. As believers in Jesus Christ, we know that through him, all things are possible. We knew that he was the only one who could make cancer go away. We prayed for complete healing. We prayed hard. We prayed all day and night. We asked close friends to pray. We asked the pastors and the congregation of our church to pray, and they did. People we know only by sight patted me on the arm or touched my wife's hand saying, we're praying for you. The night before surgery, I thanked God for all the blessings he had showered on us. I told him that he and he alone could make this go away. I said that if it's your will, Lord, the lesion will go away. But if not, please make the surgery successful with no further treatment afterward. Yesterday, we arrived at the hospital at 5.30 a.m. for check-in and pre-op preparations. One of our dear senior pastors sat with us and prayed for God's blessing. My wife was taken into pre-op, hooked up on the monitors and to the IV ports. Bags of saline and antibiotics were hung on the gurney. We had a few moments alone before they whisked her off to another CAT scan and locator dye injection. We hugged kissed, and prayed some more. I was told I wouldn't see her for a few hours and they would keep me informed of her progress. 
I went home for a cup of coffee and to put my contacts in. And on the way out the door, I noticed a voicemail on my phone. I heard the nurse say, we ran through the CAT scan several times and there's no nodule. There is no cancer. There will be no surgery. Come get her. She will be discharged from the radiology department. I fell to my knees in tears. How could this be? Jesus. That's how it could be. Oh, how I thanked him. I thank him for his miraculous divine healing. I called family and pastor and friends. They were speechless except to say this. Thank you, Jesus. It was truly a miracle. Jesus heals. I receive. This is just this past week. And you might be saying, Pastor Wayne, why are you telling us all these stories about Jesus and Peter's mother-in-law and, and lepers and invalids and friends of yours who were in the hospital this week? Here's why. A testimony is a prophetic blessing. A testimony is a prophetic blessing. Here's what that means. If I hear what God's done in your life, in the scriptures, in my friend's life, in Tweety's life, in any of our lives, when I hear what God has done, something starts to happen in me. Because I then know that Jesus heals and I receive. Here's why. If God did it for them, he can do it for you. If he did it before, he can do it again. He's not finished yet. He's not finished yet. Okay, so I don't know if you can handle this, but we're going to try two statements together. You think you got this? We're going to do both of them. So first of all, Jesus heals. I believe. Jesus heals. I receive. Let's go back to that first verse we opened this service with from Psalm 103. It says this, Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Jesus wants to do that healing right now. Whether you're watching at home, whether you're watching this three weeks from the day we're preaching it, whether you're here in the sanctuary on campus, here are some questions I want to ask you. If Jesus heals, then why not here? Why not you? Why not now? Why not now? Why not you? Why not here? He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? And here's what we're going to do. In just a moment, we're going to pray. Tehran and the worship team are going to come out and declare a truth from the scripture to increase our faith, to believe and receive, called Do It Again. And I'm going to invite you, if you need healing in any part of your life, physical healing, emotional healing, financial healing, if you've got wounds that you need healed, if you have something you want Jesus to touch, I would invite you to stand right now. Everyone who would like healing or needs healing right now, I want you to stand. In the amphitheater, in the foyer, those of you at home, raise your hands. We're going to pray for you in just a moment. And as they sing this song and our faith and God continues, I'm going to ask the rest of you to go and just lay hands on people. This scripture says, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Now, again, I want to be obedient, but I also want to be wise. Come stand next to them 
or stand behind them, don't be praying your particles in their face, okay? We want to be wise here at the same time. But as they declare these words of faith in Scripture, we're believing that God's going to do something miraculous right now. You may have had it 38 years. It doesn't matter. You may have just found out this week. It doesn't matter. You might not even know what's wrong. You just know something's wrong. God can heal you right now. And so I just encourage you to let God increase your faith as they come to minister and as we come to lay hands upon you together. Teron?
Expect it, expect it. Father, in the name of your son, Jesus, by his authority and the authority of the word of God, we just declare, be healed in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that long-term sicknesses, brand new diagnosis, things undiagnosed, healing right now in Jesus' name that everyone hearing my voice throughout this campus, online, around the world, whenever and wherever they hear it, that they would know the truth that you have come to bring healing to every sickness. We thank you for the testimonies of the past, but we look forward to the testimonies that will come out today because you are still healing today. Bring every person's life their finances, their health, their relationships, their emotions into alignment with the way you intended when you created us, free from pain, free from bacteria, free from infection, free from anything that would hinder us from serving you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Thank you, Lord. We believe that you heal, and we receive that healing in Jesus' name. Let's give him thanks and praise for his faithfulness. We're going to receive Holy Communion together, and here's why. There's two amazing things God can heal. One, he heals all of our sins, and he heals all our diseases. I'm going to ask you to take the bread and just lift it up with me. It's a passage of scripture from 1 Peter chapter 2, 24 that tells us about his death on the cross. And it says, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross and by his wounds we were healed. Lord, as we hold up this bread, we're reminded that you took on your body all our sins. There is no sin so great or so small that in this moment you don't want to speak forgiveness over. There are people beating themselves up, but you wanna say, you're forgiven. Release through the broken body, through this bread, 
a reminder that you heal all of our sins. You forgive everything. And because of that, Lord, you call us to forgive. We know that sometimes in Scripture, healing doesn't happen because of unforgiveness in our hearts. And so, Lord, if there's anybody here harboring unforgiveness in their heart, let us not only receive your forgiveness, but receive your power to forgive those who have wronged us. Thank you that in your body is freedom from all sin. Let's receive together the body of Christ in Jesus' name. The scripture says, in the same manner he took the cup, so I invite you to raise the cup. We're going to drink to healing from all diseases. Here's to God's healing power. Here's to what he did through the blood of Jesus on the cross. He healed all of our diseases. And Lord, I just pray right now that as we receive this cup, we'll receive your healing. We believe it and we receive it. And in this moment, I just pray that miracles would be transformed in people's lives. To those watching online, to those watching around this campus, healing in Jesus' name. You are forgiven and you are healed. Let's receive together the cup. Hallelujah. 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 God is good. And all the time, Jesus heals. And I believe Jesus heals. I receive. Hey, before we go, just a few things. If you'd like further prayer, our prayer team will be outside in the amphitheater to pray with you. If you want more information on the Holy Land, in the center wall, in the foyer, and outside in hospitality. Does anybody remember what Peter's mother-in-law did after she was healed? She got up and served. Reaching out could use you getting up and serving. Maybe part of your healing is showing up one day and helping distribute food to these families. Amen? John, is that good? He's been after me for weeks to make sure I ask for volunteers because we, we need them out there. Thanks, John. We're looking forward to all that God has for us. Next week, Pastor Ken begins a great series called Cathedral to Movies. You're going to be blessed and encouraged and have a lot of fun at the same time. Let me speak God's blessing upon you. Lord, thank you. We are healed of the Lord. And may that healing power flow through us. Lord, this week, you're going to remind us of these scriptures that you're the healer. But Lord, also, you're going to send us out. We may come across somebody this week who says, oh, I have a headache. Oh, I just found out I have this or that. And you're gonna use us to pray for them because we believe and we receive that healing. May your blessing be upon your people. We look forward to testimonies of your miraculous work. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we pray. God bless you. We love you. Have a great week in the